everybody this is Sophie and welcome to episode 73 of the Big B cast I just wanted to let you know before we get started that Melanie and I are on Facebook with all the podcast people at facebook.com slash the Big B cast it's just a fun little place to talk back and forth leave questions that kind of stuff we'd love to see y'all there thanks so much for being here thanks so much for listening to all this random that we put on the podcast for you and we hope you really enjoy episode 73 here it is hey everybody this is sophie this is Boo mama hey it's melanie it's big mama and this is podcast number 73 Wow. I know. It's only taken us 10 years. Well, what we average, what, seven a year? Seven, seven you say? three a year, even. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're on a good roll. I don't really know what more you could want than that. The sad thing is, is you think if you compare how many we've done just in like the last six weeks, I mean, our average has been substantially <laughs> I, higher. I, know. I think we've done about half of them in the last six weeks. <laughs> Well, listen, we just, we got, we got some momentum now. We finally figured it out. We did. We did. It's all about finding a pocket of time. That's right. But like I told you, I have not so far knock on some sort of wood, but I have not called AT&T since our last podcast. So we're just hoping for the best. Well, you've got to muster up the strength. Mm-hmm. I can't, I haven't been able to deal with it. I'm, I've got a writing deadline. Mm-hmm. I was out of town all last week. So I'm like, I don't. I don't know when, and you know, as you know, Perry's having surgery tomorrow. So at this yes. point, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know when I'm going to call AT&T. I can't deal with it. Well, maybe when he's recovering, you may have a minute. Maybe so. Maybe when I'm dead. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> when it, one of these days, it'll really drive me good and crazy. And that's when I'll deal with it. You know? Yeah, you'll hit your limit with it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'll have had enough. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, so we were just together. We were just together. Melanie was here in Birmingham to speak, and um, and I had no idea. Apparently, I had several friends who were there to listen to you. Oh, you did? Okay. Did. Well, I mean, I knew people knew you, but I thought there were different people that said, oh, Sophie, but a lot of them were people who had heard you because you spoke at that same luncheon like two years ago. I did. It's a lovely luncheon. It it was a very lovely luncheon. So, you know, I told you I came home with all sorts of interesting stories from that luncheon. I've heard a lot about people. I know. We got so tickled. We laughed so hard the afternoon that after the luncheon because Melanie was telling me about some, some older ladies she met who were full of entertaining stories. And I wish, like everything, I had been there. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I think my favorite was about the couple who got remarried after the A&M Baylor game <laughs> back in 1950, whatever. Because they had to kiss so many times for touchdowns that they realized they still loved each other. And they got married on the way home. That's right. They went They <laughs> went to the game divorced with a couple. Uh-huh. Who, the, the wife now lives in Birmingham. Yep. And, yep. And then but they little, went ahead and went to the game because they'd already bought their tickets. Sure. As you do. Mm-hmm. As you do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those tickets were probably, what do you think they were? A dollar a piece back in 1950 I, something? Maybe. Maybe. Dollar. Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe 
50 cents. So um, they went and she said that her friends were Aggies who had gotten a divorce and the score was like 53 to nine. The Aggies beat Baylor. And so when Aggies score a touchdown, you kiss. And she said that their friends, their divorced friends had to kiss so many times that they realized they were still in love and they stopped on the way home, got remarried. It makes me so happy. I know. I mean, it makes you think maybe all the world needs is more college football. Maybe, maybe so. that's the problem. Maybe so. so hey, and there's a, all the problems. I think that whole thing that they still went to the game because they bought the, their tickets, that to uh-huh. me is like the quintessential children of the depression deal. Like, there's no way they're yeah. going to waste those tickets. They paid good money no. for those tickets. They were going to use them. Absolutely. And back in that day, well, I mean, you can't get on StubHub and resell those. You're no, just no. stuck. You got to. Mm-mm. You got to go. You shelled out 50 cents for those tickets. That's and right. so you're still going. So. And then after that, we got to go down to the SEC office, which honestly, I have to say, I feel like we've gotten to do some real fun stuff together over the last 10 or so years. And that was way up there for me. Oh, that was for sure one of the top of the list. I mean, like, I don't know. It was, it felt like a pivotal moment to be able to see the inner workings. Um, And I really did think, and I said this on my blog this morning, and I know you're the same, is I really, the more I've started thinking about it and just how nerdy I process, just my inner football nerd processed all that information. I was like, I feel so bad for anybody who has to watch a football game with me this fall, because I'm going to need to repeat that entire lecture to anybody in the room. Oh, there is no, I mean, we have, I feel like we have knowledge now that needs to be shared. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I feel like it's, I feel like they're just short. I feel like we did so good with our calls that I feel like maybe we're just short of maybe being asked to maybe get in on the collaborative process. I, I honestly, I don't know, because I had that moment and I'm sure you did too, before we started that process where you kind of think, okay, do they think we're just a couple of hacks? Like, do they just think we're yeah. a couple of people? Mm-hmm who like, you know, like football because we like the colors and we like the fall weather. Like, do they really think that we know the rules? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I was thinking same. And then I really, and I'll be honest, which this is my personality, I started to question myself. Oh, you know, like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I got a little worried. Like, are they going to ask me questions that I don't know the answer to? Like, is there going to be something? And then as soon as that thing, I think we both know, as soon as that thing, they they pulled up that first game film. We were we were ready for business. We really were. I was I was so proud of us. I, I really mm-hmm. was so proud of us. I felt like mm-hmm. it went as well as it could have gone. Not that we were auditioning for anything, but no. <laughs> but if we were, but if we were, it we went as well as it could have gone. It was yeah. we were just a hair shot of Emma Stone and La La Land singing. I was just saying to dream. Yes. In front of that, that big SEC video room. Yes, screen. here's to the mess we make. Yeah, here's to the <laughs> here's to the mess we make. Listen, maybe that needs to be the SEC's campaign this fall instead of that whole "it just means more" with the woman I didn't know talking. Like maybe it needs to be. I don't get ma- that campaign. I don't either. I mean, I get that it just means more part, it, but it the, the commercials, more, but yeah. the commercials, I don't mm-hmm. get. Uh-uh. As much, I'm sorry, SEC. You know, oh. I'm blindly loyal, but I don't. That has not resonated be with me. Be the SEC. Here's to the one who the ones who dream. That's right. And then mm-hmm. I think it could cut to us saying, like, saying, "I think the ball crossed <laughs> the goal line." Right. I don't know. And then we did learn a valuable lesson, which is you can't say "I think." You have to either say "I know the ball." 
crossed the goal line or I know it didn't. Or, I know the, that yeah, that the ball crossed the goal it. line. He did not break the yeah. plane. You have to, you have to yeah. no, yeah. I think, I know. or it looks like. No, I know he led with his helmet and that was a defenseless player. Yes, that yeah. was targeting. Uh, exactly, exactly. I feel confident in this call. So you have to know or don't know. And I it's like Mr. Miyagi. It's like Mr. Miyagi. And I think that the fact that they kind of kept us on the clock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that were a game show, I would play it over and over and over again. Like if that were an app, I would be completely mm-hmm. captivated by it. Where here's a play. You've got you've got a certain amount of time and you've got to decide, does the play stand? Do you confirm yeah. it or do you overrule it? Yep. That's right. That's right. You're on the clock. I mean, to me, that would be the best game show on television. And, you know, honestly, like I have never noticed before. I have thought before that the wording was different. The ruling on the field stands or the ruling on the field is confirmed. I never realized that there really is a distinction that 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 the ruling Mm-mm. on the field stands means we just can't see enough to overturn it. And the ruling on the yes. field is confirmed means it was it was it was absolutely on the money. Yeah, yeah, we have video evidence that uh-huh. shows this is exactly the way it happened. So, yeah, I know it was all very fascinating. That was really that was a that was a life highlight for sure. It was delightful. I would just like to go. I feel like the only other question now is is if we could ever go and sit in there during an actual game going on. Although they did say remember how quiet it is, yes. and so I don't mm-hmm. know that we would fit in that. That would be our downfall. No, we, they would have to put some sort of silent chamber around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I couldn't be quiet. Well, it depends on now. If it wasn't a game I was invested in, maybe I could be quiet. But otherwise, no, ma'am. Um, the whole thing, I mean, I, I, I don't even, and it wasn't video board, by the way. It was the SEC Video Center. I got the terminology wrong a minute ago. Mm. But, but okay. the... um. The whole thing was just, it was a delight and a joy. And I really, I felt like I could have been a person who really overstayed my welcome there. Show us, show us more things. Yes, yes, exactly. Let us tell you more thoughts about whatever. So, um, yeah, because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get into it because he was so nice. But I wanted to say, I appreciate that you've given me your whole spiel on targeting. And I get that it's making the game safer. I get that you have to make those calls to try to make players be more intentional about the hits that they make and all that stuff. But I think you and I both can agree that DeShazer Everett should not have been ejected <laughs> from that A&M game three or four seasons ago, whenever it was. That was a bad call. So, but I didn't, I didn't want to offend, you know, I was, cause I'm hoping to get my bat phone straight to the line. So I certainly didn't want to challenge him, but I thought DeShazer Everett, he was an innocent man. He was wronged. Well, it's good to know that you've let go of it. I think that's <laughs> really is important. It's a chief moved on. Yeah. I haven't held on to it at all. I'm not still thinking about it. <laughs> well, I did see today they released the schedule for SEC media days this summer. Mm, and when the coaches are here and I, yeah. I know Dan Mullen is day two I'll look real t- real quick and tell you when Kevin Sumlin is here um because I really think that might be worth your while to come back to Birmingham um I would for sure go I'm going to tell you a true confession I even started looking last night at various soccer camps that could take place in Birmingham because I thought what if Caroline what if we came and she went to a soccer camp oh, in Birmingham? that would be delightful. Okay, so so Mullen <laughs> is day two on July 11th and um, and Sumlin is day three on July 12th. Mm, okay, that could maybe fit into my summer. 
Okay, well, just think on these things. Okay. When did okay. that Sanford have a soccer camp? Or yeah, that's what, that's actually what I was looking at was Sanford soccer camp. They have a really good one. So, um, but I can't remember that. I don't. Th- I don't know if they had the dates released yet. But I was just curious. I was like, what would that if we did that? You know, like mm-hmm. somewhere different. So, okay. I don't know. Uh huh. So we'll see. But maybe we could tie that in with that and media days and the whole thing. It could be just. It, it could be a. It could be our, our favorite thing we've ever done, I feel like, if yeah. if it all worked out. It would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, except until the part where I somehow got a hold of Coach Sumlin and told him how good I was at making those calls. <laughs> and that would be awkward. Listen, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he and Coach Mullen both would, would really appreciate any um, insight mm-hmm. we had into the game. Mm-hmm. I think he really. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. Mm-hmm. Of course they would. Mm-hmm. So, but we had a good visit. We never did get a cheese tray, although we did get a, we got a delightful appetizers both nights that we went out to dinner. We did. We had so many appetizers that by the time <laughs> we left, we were both craving a cheeseburger. But I know. That's all we ate the whole time you were here were various dips and things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. flatbreads and uh-huh. uh yeah and different chips and all kinds of stuff yeah it was and so when I got home Friday night I had Mexican food but I got like a chili relleno like full on because I was like I need protein and then Saturday night we did get cheeseburgers I was like I've got to have like real food mm-hmm. and it was delicious wasn't it it was so good it was so good but I did love eating all the appetizers while I was there I know well you were you were a great excuse for me to do that because you know my, mm-hmm. my people don't necessarily feel like that's no. a great meal strategy no, that would not, that's not real food. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, but I had a good time and I feel like I'm still recovering a little bit. Just, um, you know, it's hard to get back in the swing of things when you I, get back home. I know. Well, you know, well, you were, you left Friday and then I left later Friday and went and did a retreat in Murfreesboro, Tennessee and was there Friday night and, and Saturday and left pretty late. Well, kind of mid Saturday afternoon, I guess came back home and went straight to school to chaperone the spring fling dance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, um, and did that and got home. And I think when like, when I walked in the back door that night, I was, that was my, I was so tired. My eyes hurt. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, just that, mm-hmm. but I feel, yeah. I feel much better now. Mm, okay. Mm, so Sunday good. night was the Oscars. Sunday night was the Oscars. Listen, I true confession. I didn't even watch it until because Perry was up and I can't, yeah. I just can't deal with an award show. And plus after kind of the golden globes, I was like, I'm just, I'm so tired of, I don't want to hear everybody's political thoughts on everything. I mean, I get it, whatever you're entitled to him. I just don't want to hear it good or bad. I just don't want to hear it. So I was like, I just don't really get into it. And I was like, I'll look at all the dresses online later. And I was totally fine with that. But then when he went to bed, it was like right about the time that it was going to be the big awards of the night, Mm -hmm. you know? So I thought, well, I'll turn on to see that because that's really all I care about. And so, um, so I got to see the huge mix up at the end, which I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm like, what are the odds that that happens in the Miss Universe pageant? It happens now. I'm like, people, if we've learned nothing else, double check your envelope. Make sure, sure you have the right answer. Well, so here's what I did. I watched pretty much. I mean, I, I was that was the day, you know, I had kind of vowed I was going to have pajama. I was going to have some significant pajama time. And so um, I, I watched like some of the pre-show stuff, you know, where they did the, the red carpet and the dresses mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. 
And I watched most of the awards. And when it got to, after Emma Stone won, I was so tired. I was like, okay, I think that's all I can do. And so I turned the TV off right before they did Best Picture and went to bed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't know. No, I have impeccable timing when it comes to (laughs) pop culture stuff. And so I, I went to bed. And so when I wake up the next morning, I looked to see what had won Best Picture. And I was like, oh. And then my first thought was, they totally staged that. Like, they just, mm-hmm. they totally staged that. But I don't really think they did. But it was just that whole, like, that lightning doesn't strike twice. That I can't believe that even happened. Yes. Yet. Yes. But sure enough, I, it did. I know. I know. And you, I mean, all I could think is somebody's getting fired. I don't know who, but somewhere somebody's getting fired because it was so, and I think the whole thing was, is number one, let's not, I mean, it made for great television. Um, but I really thought Warren Beatty, I'm like, you know what? They couldn't read and they <laughs> could, because you know, I can't see a menu anymore. And so I thought they just couldn't see. And so oh. Faye Dunaway, he couldn't read it. And she just figured it looks like La La Land close enough. That's probably the picture of the year and just set it. I kind of figured they just, they kind of just did the best oh, they could. Was that was my thought. So, but then what made it more awkward, but I, and I appreciate because I thought the the words of Carly Simons, you're so vain, have never rung so true to me in light of Warren Beatty, feeling like in this moment when there's all this confusion that he needs to get up and explain, it wasn't me. Right. Like, I mean, he <laughs> Right. Like, hey, I know La La Land, y'all are a little floored. Moonlight people, you need to get your time in the sun. But first, let me take the microphone to explain all the ways this wasn't my fault. Like, this is not on me. Let's get one thing straight, America. Mm. I want to say, oh, Warren Beatty, I bet you think this Oscars is about you, don't (laughs) you? I mean, like, he walked in like he was walking onto a yacht. I mean, I just thought, I so appreciate. He's like... I'm not going down in flames for this. So, um, yeah, it was something. I mean, it was so, but then I felt so bad for everybody because I'm like the La La Land people. I think Horowitz was his last name. I mean, the producer, he could not have been more gracious. Right. I mean, because how do you even handle that? But then I felt so bad for the Moonlight people because it was like there was so much distraction. I don't know that anybody even really got to hear their speech. I'm like, that's kind of the pinnacle moment. And like, they didn't really get to have their moment. moment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I just thought, yeah, because I thought the whole audience, you know, everybody was still like, what just happened? You're kind of shell shocked. So um, it was just kind of so weird for everybody involved. Well, I'm like you. I kind of wondered initially if the issue was that people couldn't see, um, which really says more about, I think, where we are right now. Like this morning, I spoke at the elementary school's <laughs> PTF and I was trying to read the Bible without my reading glasses on. And finally, mm-hmm. I was, just, it. and it was just like, and Sol- Solomon Mm-hmm. Solomon, <laughs> like if Sol if Solomon, and I finally had to put him on. I just it's it's just it's just where we are. Yeah, can't see up close, mm-hmm. can't see far away, not at the same time. No, mm-mm. pick a pick one, pick what you pick what you want to see at the time. That's it. And I normally I do okay with my because you know I have multi view contacts, and normally I do okay if my eyes aren't tired. But I was working on my spreadsheet thing most of mm-hmm. yesterday, and so I'm pretty worthless right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was something else to just to to know that that whole thing that it played out in real time. I think is crazy. You know, it's one thing I, that's live television. That whole thing is yeah. live television. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, it was just so. And I think it was just so weird. On top of because I thought it was so interesting to me that uh, that 
I can't remember his first name, but Horowitz, the producer, that he had to say, like, this isn't a joke because mm-hmm. it's happened so much over the last, you think, the Super Bowl, it was like, the Super Bowl, the you know, there's been so many things, the college national championship, the Cubs went in where it's like the, come down to that last minute thing where it did feel like if there was ever a time you were going to make that joke, that could have been it. Mm-hmm. But I thought there have been so many weird endings. So I thought, well, you know what we've learned? Except for you, apparently. Stay up till the end. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> Don't I, go to bed. I went on to bed. I went Don't on to bed. to bed. It's tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but you got to see it all the next day. It's about the same. So, so just, I couldn't believe it. Who, uh, is your microphone still operation, operational over there? I'm sorry. I just put it down for a minute because I was getting <laughs> Yes. Sorry. It's so fine. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so who had your favorite dresses? Um, Who had my favorite dresses? Well, I, you know, Viola Davis. I always uh, think she looks she has figured out a formula which is to go with a bright solid color and it just works for her every time and she wears Um, things that are super tailored nothing too fussy very tailored Uh, and classic lines and she looks unbelievable yeah like a million dollars i thought she looked great i liked emma stone's I mean, I thought that was a good choice when you know th- when you know that there's a good chance you're going to win Best Actress because I like that fringe at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I thought it had a lot of good movement and I thought it was timeless. Um, I'm trying to think. What about you? Who did lo- you? I thought Halle Berry looked like a million bucks. Yes, I loved her hair. There, uh, were, there I felt mm-hmm. I, I felt like there were mixed reviews on her hair, but I thought it looked great. I thought her hair looked great. I thought I thought she looked phenomenal. I thought her hair was mm-hmm. crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about somebody who doesn't age. Oh, I mean, she looks the same as she did twenty years. She looks better than she looked twenty years she ago. I don't know what her she sec- looked twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, I don't know what her secret is. So, um, I did not care for Jessica Biel's dress. That gold with that necklace—that was a lot going on. I did not care um, for her hair. I did not like her hair. No, well, because she's so pretty, and I think that hair is so severe. And you've got to know it just doesn't photograph well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought that's exactly the word. I thought mama would have said this is very severe. It's very severe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was not mm-hmm. crazy about that. I was, um, I thought Nicole Kidman looked pretty. I thought she, I thought that, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the best dress I've seen her wear in a while because she wore some really, <laughs> I thought she made some bad choices early on in the award season, but she rebounded. She came back strong. She came back strong. Um, I'm trying to thank anybody else. I mean, I don't remember I don't know that there was anything that just like, knocked my socks off but I thought they were all pretty I felt like overall everybody did a really nice job yeah I think I think Janelle Monae does like she always does kind of a high fashion thing more of Mm -hmm. and it so hers was a lot for me but but she's not afraid like she'll take a risk yeah yeah I agree I agree yeah I thought I thought overall I thought everybody looked I don't remember anybody that I thought well that's just terrible Mm -mm. I don't either I don't either. I think yeah. I, I love Michelle Williams style because she's so consistently just minimalist, but mm-hmm. with that short hair and she never has on too much makeup and she just mm-hmm. always looks so, she looks, she always looks very neat. Yes. Nothing fussy. Yes. yes. Well, you, you think, and she probably, if I had to guess, I bet she weighs 72 pounds <laughs> and is five feet tall. I could pretty much put her in her neat little style in my pocket and carry her around. Because she looks tiny. And I always think when you see a celebrity who looks tiny, because they're all tiny, 
Well, I mean, that's what yes. you don't know is Hollywood is essentially a, a <laughs> town of tiny, small people that when you when somebody when you're like, wow, she looks really tiny, you're like, well, she is a miniature sized person. Um, this is the enduring lesson of Kelly Ripa, isn't it? In your life. This yeah, is- <laughs> it is. Thank you. See, this is how well this is how long we've been together now, because I was about to tell that story. But I figured I felt certain you probably had heard it before. <laughs> Um, so the quick recap is, is when Kelly and I went to go to see Regis, um, and Kelly years and years ago, I could not get over. I spent the whole time just thinking, well, she's the smallest person I've ever seen. She's very tiny. I I can't even describe to you how tiny she is. Caroline is bigger than Kelly Ripper right now. Really? I can't picture it. I can't get, I can't wrap my head around it. She's tiny. She's tiny. Oh, you know who else had a great dress that I saw later? I didn't see it at the shows. And it was very it was very showy and very flashy. It showed a lot of skin. But I did think she looked like a million dollars. And it was uh, Kate Hudson. Did I don't you see know, it? I don't know if I saw what she had on. It had, well, her, her, I mean, her neckline went down to her belly button, which is excessive. But sure. also, I mean, if you can do it, I mean, good <laughs> night. You know, and nobody wants to see that on me. But it, oh, sister. I'm, I, I appreciate how well everything is packaged because it just, I mean, she pulled it off and it was kind of this real pretty color. I don't know. It just looked, it was a real, I don't know. It just looked good. She looked good in it. Hey, um, this has nothing to do with Oscars, but I have somehow yeah. managed to get on a church's um, tax list, but not a church to which I belong. <laughs> I'm not sure what church it is, but I've gotten several, like first I got a text from the church asking me where I'd been. That they oh. were seeing me, and oh. um, and I wanted to say, well, I'm I'm fine, but you haven't seen me because I've never been there. And um, and then today I got a reminder about a conference that they're having, and then just now I got a, a a reminder that the registration's closed, but I can still email and let them know. I don't know what's happened, but is it a place where maybe you spoke and somebody accidentally? No, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Oh. I don't know what's okay. happened, but um. Okay. But they say like, "Hey, Sophie." So, so, oh. so I don't know. Or they did one time say, "Say, hey, Sophie." But, but it's not your church. No, it's not my church. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, I just got another text from them. That's why I was relaying that. Okay. Just, do you put it on "Do Not Disturb"? Do you just put the text on "Do Not Disturb"? I guess I could. I haven't, but I could. That's what I do when I get a group text. I was on somebody's group text. I mean, no, no offense, but it was. Somebody who, I mean, it was a huge group text list. And there again, not somebody who was listening to this podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't tell this story. Sure. But I would get their like thought for the day with a Bible verse and attached. It was always two pictures. And I was like, this is too much for me to deal with in my life. So I had to put them on do not disturb. Because at one point I had said, could you please just remove me from your list? I get a lot of texts, whatever. And they didn't. And so I felt like, well, I, I don't know what else to do but to block you at this point. I feel like... The whole texting etiquette thing is a, is a deal. And I don't necessarily always know how to navigate it because I think what you and I have talked about how we're, we're, we're never good with the, with the letting it go on the text. Like we always both kind of mm-hmm. want to say one more thing. Yes. And, and then sometimes you go think, Oh, I just want to step too far. I just went, I should yes. have let, let it go. I should have mm-hmm. let it go text to go. I didn't have to chime in one more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's but it's hard sometimes. Yeah. It's hard to know. I think text etiquette is very tricky. So especially when it's people you don't know well, you mm-hmm. know, because then you're like, well, I don't want them to think that I just didn't respond to their last text. But I was trying to just I was trying to leave them wanting more. I was trying to go out on a 
on an up note. And like, then you over emoji because you're trying to like, you're trying to prove that you're being upbeat. So mm-hmm. you do some smiley faces or some. Yes. Yes. I don't know what we would do without emojis. Emojis are really the emotional currency of our culture right now. I feel oh, like somebody put that on a pillow. <laughs> I mean, come on with just, just lay that out. Forget chin up America. Emojis are the emotional currency of our culture. Lay it down. I mean, yes, ma'am. Well, it, it but it's true, right? Because I'm like, you wouldn't know what anybody says or what their intent is if you couldn't know see what emoji goes with it. You yeah, know, like, are you serious? Heaven, or are you kidding? Yeah, heaven forbid we should have to talk to one another. Yeah. Are you crying laughing or are you laughing so hard your t- face is tilted <laughs> sideways that you're crying laughing? Oh, God. Do you love me with one heart or two hearts? Two How many heart. hearts? Do you have heart eyes for me or, or, or just uh-huh. one, just a single heart? Yeah, just a single heart. I don't know. Is it a heart with wings? I don't know. <laughs> So it's a lot to, it's a lot to consider. I would not be a good, I would not be a good dater in this day and age. It's a good thing that I, that my dating days are past. Oh, I would have, I would have overplayed my hand over and over again. And I'm, overanalyzed. What do you think he means with <laughs> I'll call you later smiley face? What do you, I mean, the smiley face, it's the smiley face with the blush on his cheeks. So right. does that mean uh-huh. that he was thinking fondly of me? What sure. does that mean? I would, I would have analyzed that to death. I would too. Not a doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we got some questions from people mm-hmm. on the, um, on the Big Boo Cast Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Big Boo Cast. Um, if you would like to join us over there. Um, one is just an announcement that I feel like I need to share, given our talk oh. of SEC news, which is um, Allison said that she wanted to make sure that we knew that Brett and Jen Belima are expecting a baby this summer. That's the Arkansas head coach and his wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and she thinks we all deserve an SEC wives special based on this news. I could not agree more, Allison. I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. If I had been aware of that when we were there last week, I would have suggested that while we were also, once I talked about DeShazer Everett, Everett being wrongly called for targeting, I'd have said, hey, and get SEC wives back on the air. Yeah, we really should have, we, we, wanted, sh- we should have gone after that more than we did. Mm-hmm. I know. We'll have to do that if we get invited back. Um, okay. So here's a question from Dana. She said, I've been listening for a long time and I have a question to submit. By the way, when people tell you you've been, they, they've listened to the podcast and they've gone back and listened to the very first ones. My yes. first reaction is always, I'm so sorry. I am. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm so God sorry bless you. Because I believe mm-hmm. if I'm, I believe we read a magazine together the first yeah. time we recorded the podcast. Think we, we looked, I think you're right. We looked at the in-style fashion right. preview and we'd comment yeah. like on page 33, they have some <laughs> wide-legged pants. I like wide-legged pants. Well, and considering that that was a 2008 episode, I mean, edition of it, I mean, that you can't even go back and find that magazine. No. Oh, I mean, I guess just, you could somewhere, you but could. nobody's going to have that laying around. Oh, golly. Okay. So, so anyway, so, um. Dana said, she said, I've been listening for a long time. Have a question. What podcast do you all listen to, either Christian or mainstream? Thanks. All right. You're welcome, Dana. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you? 
Um, honestly, I had never, this true story, I had never listened to another podcast. Actually, that's not true. I have listened to a couple of episodes of Jamie Ivey's happy hour, um, when she's interviewed somebody that I really wanted to hear just when I've had time, like if it's been like, but it's just not something I normally do. But then, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, I started listening to Knox and Jamie's podcast. Yes. Um, and so now that has become like my treat for myself. Um, when I'm driving back and forth from soccer practice, I listen to whatever new episode of Knox and Jamie is up. So that's, but that's the only one I've ever listened to like consistently. And it's the only one I've ever listened to where I'm like, oh, I would go back and listen to a lot of past episodes of this. And I think one reason why podcasts have honestly been maybe a little, a little harder for us to kind of get in a groove with, ironically, is because neither one of us really has a commute. We're like, if we're no. in the car, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you have soccer mm-hmm. practice and I, I do the practice run and all that, but it just takes me a few minutes to get to work. So I'm never in the, I'm never in the car for just like huge amounts yeah. of time during the day. Um, but I yeah. do love, I love a good podcast when I, I have lost my screen, by the way. Um, I do love a good podcast when I'm on the road. I love to kind of catch mm-hmm. up and listen. And I'm saying, I love the podcast yeah. with Jamie and Knox. Um, mm-hmm. They make me laugh so hard. I um, am same. I listen to Jamie's pod- podcast to um, to Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, and I love I like I can't really listen to NPR in the in the car with Alex because he gets bored, and so I mm-hmm. will catch catch up on um, on Fresh Air and listen to those interviews on their okay. NPR Fresh Air podcast. Like there was one I listened to. Um, a couple of weekends ago with Lynn manuel Miranda that a friend of mine had told me about that was so good. And then there was another one with um, Damien Chazelle who um, directed La La Land. Mm-hmm. And so they're mm-hmm. always great ones mixed in there to kind of pull from when you're, you know, you're going to be on the road. Yeah. And I feel like that was when I discovered Knox and Jamie was because I've had like a couple of different road trips in a row. And so, but it's just so rare that I'm on the road in the car by myself that it's just not normally my go-to. And then when I'm home during the day, it feels like I'm always either writing or I'm doing something where I can't really listen to that. Because like when I'm cooking, I am have music on because I've got Caroline doing her homework. And, you know, I don't know. I don't have a good chunk of time. I'm saying I don't really normally to just listen. Well, and I love the first installment of Serial. I listened to all of that. Um, that yeah, that I Christmas that. that was out and loved mm-hmm. it. I had a harder time getting into the second installment. And I think that was mainly because of what I just said. Like, I just didn't have any extended time in the car to kind of to mm-hmm. dial into it. So, um, anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I was going out of town and I listened to, um, oh gosh, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I listened to Heather DeBro's World from... <laughs> From oh, okay. Real Housewives yeah. uh-huh. of Beverly Real Hills. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just because I can't remember what the topic was, but I was like, oh, I'll see what I'll see what that's about. Um, okay. But they're all kind. I mean, they're great podcasts. They're great Christian podcasts. They're great podcasts for moms. Um, and I would say, if you're looking for new ones, um, especially like if you're um, looking for kind of family friendly ones, you can listen to in the car with your kids. If you go to iTunes and you click on podcast, and then you select the kids and family category. Um, you'll see lots of great podcasts for moms. Like that's where you'll find um, God-centered mom and mom struggling well and that kind of stuff. And then okay. you can also go, you can click on other categories and you can find entertainment or whatever it is that interests you. So mm-hmm. There's a podcast for everything. There is a podcast for everything. Mm-hmm. For every interest. Okay, so... 
Somebody asked, has anybody found all the episodes of the SEC Wives that we talk about on the podcast? And I actually looked after the last podcast and I cannot find them online. I cannot even find them on YouTube. Mm. Oh, interesting. Somebody said, get rid of that. Take it, get it down, get it off the air. I know. Okay, hmm. Heidi mentioned that the, in the last few episodes, it seems like your your voice has been louder than mine. Um, we're trying to, to work on that a little bit today, so I hope that's better, Heidi. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. here's one from Tracy. She said, this is more a recommendation than a question, but she okay. says um, that she wants to pass on a new series that's on PBS. It's called Secrets of the Six Wives. It's a documentary series about all the wives of Henry VIII. Narrated by oh. a lovely British woman, and she speaks during half the show, and then they show um, dramatizations the other half. And she thought, if you're interested in the Crown or Victoria, that that might be your thing. So, oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I know. I have not really. Well, I'm watching. I'm still behind on Victoria. I have not caught up. This is us. I will tell you, and I'm not going to spoil it because I know a lot of people have not seen This Is Us, and I know you haven't either. But I all last week, I felt like when I was gone, like a couple of people texted me, have you watched This Is Us? I felt like on social media, I saw people say This Is Us. Friday night after everybody went to bed, and I was so fried from the week and just being out of town and whatever, I watched it, and I really got to a point where I thought, well, I am about to curl up in the fetal position and sob my eyes out. I, I don't know that I've ever cried as hard. Really? <laughs> It, I mean, it's, it makes me tear up every week, but it was one of those where I was like, it just wrecked me. I mean, it, it just got me right in the heart. It's that show. I can't get over it. It just, it just, it just destroyed me. It really did. But it was so beautiful. Like the kind of like where I'm like, oh, I'll watch it again. Okay. Well, you know, I'm still behind. I haven't watched television other than sports really all week, Mm -hmm. but You'll um, know when you get to it. You'll know when you get to this episode. Because, I mean, like I said, every week there's something that pulls at your heartstrings. But this was just another level. It just it just, it just, just did me in. I thought so. last week, what does it say about us? Now, you can you can say something profound about this, Miss Emojis, or our emotional currency. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hashtag emojis are our emotional currency. Um, you can, you can come up with a theory on this, but I I really did think this. What does it say about us as a nation that we are so drawn to a television show that makes us just beside ourselves like this is us does? Like, what does it say that we want to feel emotion that deeply week after week after week and is it because this is a question i would have asked in english class but is okay. it is it because we're not feeling that in our real lives or is it because we yes, don't take but- time to feel it in our real lives or is it because we can only feel those things about pretend people real life is too complicated I- well i'm gonna tell you part of the problem is that emojis <laughs> emojis are our current emotional currency there it is <laughs> There it is, everybody. That's part of the problem <laughs> because we 
we just brush over. We don't dig deep. And I think that that's a show that forces you to dig deep is what it is. It's like we like that. And it's not it's it's that whole thing of to me that you can watch it and you can feel all those things and it can make you feel all those emotions. But it's not really your mess to deal with. Because the thing about this is us is it's relatable because it's messy and everybody's right. got their problems and issues and all that stuff. So we relate to it, but we can relate to it on a on a different plane instead of like when you're just immersed in it in your real life, I feel like, which then you're just like, well, this just all feels like a mess. I think we're at a point where we need to start using our soft voices as we talk about our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to consider our soft voices because here, that's right. But, but here's really what, cause I think you're right. And I think that it's easier to feel that I think we probably all have situations in our, in our real lives where we could go there, but we don't mm-hmm. for a thousand yes. reasons. We don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier mm-hmm. to feel that about the, the people on the TV screen. And because that show is so messy, you know, and the relationships are very complicated. Um, it's, yes. it's, it's a nice little surrogate. It's a nice stand in without us yes. having, like you said, to dig too deep into our own junk. Yes, because I think in real life, if Kevin really is your brother, you're so exasperated with him because of all the times that he's chosen himself or been mm-hmm. done something selfish. I mean, you can't so you can't separate that, but you can watch it from afar and it's all beautiful. And it's got maybe if our life had better background music, we would dial in more. Maybe so. It just because it, it's all a moment and there's a song playing and you feel all the things and isn't it beautiful and all that stuff. But I just think they make it look, it's the same reason parenthood made everybody think, oh, I wish that I had four brothers and sisters mm-hmm. or whatever, where in reality, a lot of people probably do. And some days you could take them or leave them, but they make it all look so beautiful and they have twinkle lights in their backyard and they yes. always live in great houses. I don't know. It's the whole thing. So, um, because I even thought, and not just this doesn't spoil, but there was, there was an exchange. I love Randall and Beth in that show and yes, I love I their too. marriage, but there was, and I think that they do a good job of making their marriage seem pretty realistic, but there was a thing in the episode this week where I was like that, that makes for good TV. But if you were really his wife, you would be I don't think that you would be that good natured about this whole situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think, it wouldn't resolve. It would not resolve this easily. I, I, I do think though that they're, they're the coach and Tammy Taylor of, of this particular oh, for show. Sure. For sure. I mean, like if you're going to pick who you would like to live next door to, it's them for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking mm. of again, a different topic. Did you know that Landry and Kirsten Dunst were dating? Um, now that you, I had forgotten that, but now that you say that, I remember seeing that somewhere. Well, I did not know that. Okay. I'm just, happy for, listen, mm-hmm. listen, I'm happy victorious. for Landry. I yeah, know. you go. Mm-hmm. You I, go. So, okay. um, well, I'm glad we analyzed that. Like we have, I wanted, yeah. I really have been thinking about that just, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. it, in, like, it's a little bit of an emotional beating to sit down and watch. Yeah, and we're all on board yeah. for it. Absolutely, just I'm going to sit down and let you just manipulate my emotions. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to buy in for but this. It's not cheesy. So, I think is the other thing, though. It doesn't feel like everybody's very real. Uh-uh. Yes, yes, and you don't feel like. And I do feel like the way they write it. I feel like the way they write the show is subtle enough yes, that it allows yes, you. Beth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it allows you to have your own. 
um, your own personal emotional connection to it without overreaching. It doesn't try to tell you what to feel. It just leaves the moment there. And it allows you to feel it in your own way. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, ma'am. That's what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. It does. It, it gives you the benefit of the doubt. It allows for the viewer to be smart and come to their own conclusions about situations too. Instead That's of true. I'm a fan of that. You know, I'm a fan of that with books. I'm a fan of that. Like mm-hmm. you trust the reader enough to make a leap. You yeah. Don't ha- you don't yeah. have to make the leap for them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spell out like, mm-hmm. well, he is very sad because right. he lost the love of his life. It just lets you go along with that or whatever. Yes. So. Okay. I feel like we talk about okay. this is us every week and I'm so behind on it, but at least now I can kind of participate in the conversation. Yeah. So there we go. So um, we talk about a lot of things every week. I mean, mascara and I don't know. <laughs> I don't other have, stuff. Hey, you, what? you know what we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Um, do you remember that you had just been in Tucson? And remember I told you, I was like, remember Mel Tillis had that song? Yes. Send me down to Tucson. Yes. Well, after we got off the thing, I went and listened to it because I hadn't heard it since my childhood. I'm going to tell you, it's the lyrics to that song are the worst. You want to talk <laughs> about the worst human being ever. Like, I was like, well, first of all, that song was not appropriate for me to be singing when I was in third grade. And I mean, it's awful. It's all about he wants to go down there because he's got a girlfriend in Tucson and he loves his woman at home. I was like, well, this is just awful, Mel Tillis. Shame on you. So Shame that was on my you, takeaway. Yeah. So just know that when I mentioned that song a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't an endorsement for that song. It was just a memory. Right. But a lot of country music in the 70s, that was kind of the, that was the overarching theme. Oh, I mean, there's so much that I sang along with enthusiastically mm-hmm. in the 70s that was very inappropriate. <sighs> Very wrong. Lucy yeah. and a woman, Mississippi man. We get together anytime <laughs> we can. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're nobody called today. She hung up when I asked her name. <laughs> I loved that song. Something else that, that uh, somebody's knocking. Oh, I mean, it's the devil. Should I let him in? I mean, that's not appropriate. Come not on. appropriate. So. Okay. Well, what else we got? <sighs> anything, anything pressing in the way of books, beauty products, etc., and so on. By the way, I don't know if you saw this last night. On, I mentioned it on Twitter. But in mm-hmm. one of the more humiliating moments of my 40s, because, you know, the Lord giveth things like the SEC yes. Video Center, and he taketh away things like your pride. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> last night I went to walk at the gym after I took Alex to lacrosse, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to do some, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some, some light weights. Mm-hmm, and because um, mm-hmm. there was nobody in there, which is key for weights, that yes. it must be a, yes. a, 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 a an almost empty setting. And um, anyway, I realized as I was leaving that I had my reading glasses on my head the whole time, and I, <laughs> I felt so sorry for myself. Like it's bad enough. It's bad enough that you go to the gym and you're not 26 anymore. Like <laughs> that's bad enough. Like that. <laughs> but but to, to wear essentially a banner that advertises <laughs> that fact to, to know that I got that I got on those weight machines with my reading glasses on top of my head I just need you to feel sorry for me a second like that was bad that was bad <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, oh, I'm so happy well 
listen, it just, maybe somebody thought you had been reading on the elliptical before you got on your weight machine. Well, Stacey Easton told me on Twitter, she was like, listen, I wear mine when I run or else I couldn't see my phone. Yeah. You gotta embrace it, which is true. But, you do. But it's, I had not I know, actually but... used mine. I had just forgotten and left them on the whole mm-hmm. time. The whole time. Like a headband. Tre- yes. Like... The whole time on the treadmill, the whole time I was trying to do those weights. Had my reading glasses on. Oh, good night. Well, listen, the 40s are nothing if not humbling, you know. Oh, so, um, I know. I laughed because I talked to. I, I talked to Gully today and she said something about, she goes, I mean, I just have felt more 40 than ever. She said, like, it's just really dawning on me that I'm in my 40s. She said, which since I'm going to be 45 this year, it's probably about time. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. I feel like as soon as you get used to it, you're really on the other side of it. You know That's what I mean? It. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, uh, you know, I now I'm on the downhill side. I know. I'm close to 50, you know, so. Oh. <sighs> I know. Um, no, I don't have anything else. Perry has surgery tomorrow, so I'll be. That's going to be the rest of my week, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, but he has to be there at four a.m. Have you what? ever heard of somebody having to be at surgery? Four a.m. is what time he's got to be there tomorrow. I have mm-hmm. never heard of four, that, that that kind of. Early. <laughs> so guess what we came up with? He's calling a cab at three <laughs> thirty. I'm gonna meet him there. That's twenty years of marriage. I'll meet you there at seven. That is 20 years of marriage. But I'm like, what else are we supposed to do? I mean, it doesn't even, because I'm like, then we got to get into Caroline's got to spend the night somewhere or whatever, because she's got to get to school. So I'm like, it really doesn't make sense for both of us to go across town at 3.30 in the morning. My goodness, that is early. I know, 4 a.m. So which I guess the first one, like the first one on the books for the day or something. Yeah. Well, they said his surgeries is is supposed to happen at 6 a.m. Okay, so they got, they've got to prep oh. him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you, you know, with, you know, they have to do all that, take your blood and all that kind of stuff, make sure you don't have a fever, all that so, stuff. So anyway. So you're really just meeting him in the recovery room is really what's happening. Pretty much, yep, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Which, you know, this is exactly, we did the same thing because, you know, he had sinus surgery. <laughs> when was it? This summer? Or last or whatever, but it was the saddest thing because when I when I finally got there, and I can't remember now why I couldn't go, but when I got there, they were like, um, they were like, we'll have to see your driver's license, and they just handed me his bag of belongings that they'd had to just put like a bag because there was nobody there. Yeah, to take yeah. them. Yeah, and I thought, well, this is just pitiful that he had to just put his belongings in this bag. Yeah, you but, gotta um, think like if if this had been if this were happening like your third year of marriage, it would have been near certain counseling. Oh. Like it would have been, <laughs> it would have been near certain counseling. Like where is the empathy? Where is the compassion? Where is the care? Like I, I know and, there's an emotional distance between us that I don't know yeah. how to reconcile. <laughs> I had surgery and she didn't come to the hospital until I was in recovery. I know. I had to put my belongings in this plastic bag. It was terrible. And now it's like, uh, you want me to, I'll just swing by. Anyway, I'll swing by and pick you up when it's over. You think they can, can they wheel you can out they to the car? Can they wheel you out? Because I'll just swing by and get you. That's fine. I'll honk when I get there. I'll honk <laughs> when I pull up in the circular drive. See if they can run you out. Oh, oh, my word. That is something else. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's what we got going on. But that's that's it. And then seventy four soccer games between now and Monday, and then that's Do pretty much really? the rest of our week. Um, we have four. We have one Thursday, one Saturday, one Sunday, one Monday. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And we're having a cookout at our house on Friday night for our church group because you know Perry's going to feel just fine <laughs> by by Friday. Wait, y'all are having me. a cookout? He thinks he's going to cook fish. <laughs> He thinks he's going to cook burgers. He does? While he's sitting? <laughs> like, I'm real confused. About how Not as confused as I am. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. All uh-huh. right, sister. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, needless to say, I have the local barbecue place. I have the barbecue station on, on speed dial in case we have to rethink that plan and buy a cookout. What we mean is come to our house and eat some takeout food that we have picked up. <laughs> feel like you ought to go ahead and place that order i really do because he's gonna he's gonna have to have anesthesia right yes yes and i've told him you know my standard you know i read one time and this is like kelly ripa being (laughs) small that if all you did was go under general anesthesia and come right back out it takes your body a week to recover well i was gonna say and i've always heard that really the second day after anything is sort mm-hmm. of the worst, you know, like your first For day sure. of being fully out from under the, the anesthesia and all that kind of stuff. And that would be the day before your cookout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure would. Sure would. You've done the exact same math on this that I have. But okay. apparently, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So the good news is it, it's, it's our church group. And so it's small. So I feel like if worst case scenario, if I need to say, you know what, everybody, we're going to reschedule. That's going to sure. be okay, too. That's fine. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, so that is that. But well, anyway. so that we- is just that is fascinating. I'm telling you what. I, mm-hmm. There's no quit mm-hmm. in Harry Shankle. There's no quit in him. <laughs> no quit in him. Uh-uh. He ain't gonna let. He ain't gonna let a knee replacement take him down. He's gonna be cooking burgers the next day. So oh, uh, goodness. Mm-hmm. But he assures me it'll be fine because well, I'm be. like, well, yeah. For for him, if he's in bed, and then I'm out there flipping burgers. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. All um, right, then. Well, listen, all right. y'all have well, so much fun at your at your post surgery cookout. <laughs> it sure sounds like fun. It'll be easier than that cab ride home from the hospital. Um, oh my <laughs> goodness! I know. Well, all right. Well, I guess I'm headed to uh soccer to pick up to do my carpool pickup all right well um you enjoy that and we will talk to y'all later we'll talk to y'all later have a good one bye everybody bye everybody no one wants to go down the side this time the balls chose me I'd been sort of restless Guess you thought it might happen I got away from the wife and family